Like, look how, look how effing weird Star Wars fans are. You're going to tell me <laughs> that these Stranger Things fans are weirder than some of the weirdo Star Wars fans? No. I say this as a Star Wars fan. Sure. I really hope I get that Totoro tote. You really and need that, a that it even exists. Yeah, sure. I I really hope because if it doesn't, what a missed opportunity. How, Come on. I mean, how many people Totoro tote. How many people have worked on merch for that movie? Like I'm sure it exists, right? It has to. Oh, update. <gasps> update. Um there is no Totoro tote, but there's lots of Totoro. Hmm. Okay. What? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. Um, Is there like? What should I say? What do I say? Do I have well, to decide right now? Well, this time. Uh, well, I guess this summer we were talking about how we like, just like a little like mini Totoro. Perhaps that's the next thing to look for. Is like a Totoro for your bookcase or something. I really want a tote though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Well, well, well. Okay. So, for context, folks, <laughs> my yeah. boyfriend is in Japan, <laughs> and he's at the Ghibli store, like yeah. right this second as right we're recording. Now. And he just texted me to ask if I wanted anything, and I was like, "Well, obviously, I want a Totoro tote." Yes. Like, um, but apparently, they don't have one. The anyway, breaking news so was the- that it doesn't exist, which is shocking, right? Like, was yeah, interesting, but um. <laughs> I yeah. well and then I also as another option I was like um Howl's Moving Castle is there sure. anything sure yeah that doesn't matter <laughs> it, no, Hello, it does friends. though actually <laughs> Hello friends um Welcome hi to 2023 we are um yes if 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 our best of epi- bonus episode was not enough of a welcome into 2023 here it is again welcome um, I'm just going to say that at the beginning of every month of this year. Welcome, welcome to, to 2023. 2023. <laughs> it's like August. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to 2023. Like, it's like you're talking to a time traveler sure. who's just arrived. You're like, well, welcome to 2023. Well, frankly, how do I know I'm not, though? Well, you know, technically, we are all time travelers. We're all traveling through time. Sure, sure. At all times. And like, so, the people that I meet you know, they might not have told me that they're time traveling, but they could be. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Things to think about in this new year. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, this is Pop DNA. Hi. And we talk about time travel sometimes. Uh-huh. It, yeah. Oh, we should, we should totally do like a geek out about time travel. That'd be really fun. Maybe like for one of our birthday bonuses. Yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be my birthday bonus. I just Excellent. decided. Time travel geek out. You know, Wait, as I we think get... I had something else planned, but oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> as we get further into this, our ideas are becoming more meta, just because that's like, true. <laughs> they're you know after a certain because we're we're just going deeper into yeah into into the woods into the um, woods yes. Or what if we do, what if we do, like, time travel media for summer? Ooh, I love that. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. That'd be good. 
fun. Okay. Cool. Um, so we're t- well. That kind of ties into the topic that we're talking about. Yeah. For the remaining weeks of January. Yeah. Because there's some like, well, there's no time travel involved, but there's, but there's some like, like dimension travel. True, and also time travel via television show set. In another yes. time period. Totally. <laughs> you <could say. laughs> um, yeah. So we are talking about Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I will always love the meme of um, <laughs> the like what British people called call Stranger Things. It's like <laughs> bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> delightful <laughs> or like british stranger things it's what yeah. i forget where i saw that but that's a thing yeah oh that's um, delightful yeah uh yeah aaron will you tell us about stranger things please i sure will so stranger things um is an american sci-fi horror drama i don't think it's a drama i think it's more of a sci-fi horror i don't i, well, think, I think it's, it's a it's a drama in the sense that it's not a comedy. I think that's sure. all. That's all that drama really means when we're <laughs> sure. talking about TV genres. It's like, oh, it's not it's not a sitcom. Well, it's a drama then. Well, then it's like, a drama. The, yeah. yeah it's that's a, how they categorize. <laughs> it's kind of, it's like a coming of age 80s uh, piece of television by the Duffer Brothers. Um, that has and, to be a fake name. Like it has I to mean, be. right? Um, and the first season was released on July fifteenth, um, two thousand sixteen, and um, in February twenty twenty two, the series has been um, renewed for its fifth and final season. Um, and I can't believe that it was two thousand sixteen when it came out. That feels like it just happened. Um. I have been watching this show kind of obsessively since it first premiered. Um, And for just a brief synopsis, um, so this is all from the wiki, but in 1980s Indiana, a group of young friends witness supernatural forces and secret government exploits as they search for answers. The children unravel a series of extraordinary mysteries, um, which all kind of have to do with like a flavor of the week of D and D or um, kind of classic tropes that you see in sci-fi and horror from the eighties. Yeah. It really, the whole thing is just like a bunch of, references to (laughs) 1980s science fiction and horror (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and a little bit of like that a little bit of like that genre of like kids adventure right like like the goonies or like yeah like that's that's what the show is um uh yeah i have (laughs) I definitely have um, thoughts on that. But Aaron. <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear them. I've been friends. I've been looking forward to this because I shared <laughs> I shared at dinner a few months ago that it is my 
truest joy in life when someone doesn't like something and pulls it apart. It's like my favorite thing. I I love it. So I'm really, really excited. Okay. Well, um, tell me about your your experience watching Stranger Things. I um gosh, as soon as you asked, it flew out of my brain, but I just I really like the whole um, Oh, you know what we didn't do? <gasps> we didn't do what are we currently watching? Okay, back up, back up. I will talk about that time travel. There it is. Yeah, there we go. Okay. We never said any of that no. stuff about Stranger Things. Erin, no. what are you watching? <laughs> I have been on my Downton Abbey rewatch. No. Uh last night was our our favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> where mm. Lady Mary Crawley and her mother and Anna have to carry a dead body out of <laughs> Why couldn't the show have stayed at that I mean, energy level? Like... Once it's done that, you can't get me to care about, like, real things. Right. Uh, like, yeah. And let's see. I've been watching that, and then I've been doing a lot of audiobook listening. I just finished. Oh. I finished my yearly uh, listen to Little Weirds by Jenny Slate today, and hmm. I always, always, always cry. And it's my kind of start to the year. Um, and then, of course, also I've been Wheel of Time, and of course, um, hmm. yeah. What about you? Audiobook of Wheel of Time, the best, so good. Interesting. I am also currently listening to an audiobook that's called How to Be Perfect by Michael Schur. And it's basically like a it's like a moral philosophy for dummies. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um yeah, so and and it's great. So like I I love audiobooks that are like read by the author. Uh-huh. That's like that's my thing. So he reads it and he and there's also like the the cast members from the good place also read like cuz like he quotes a lot of a lot of people in it so like they read the quotes oh, it's I really love fun that. yeah yeah cool. so you know just learning learning about about aristotle and and whatnot heck yeah like yeah so that's been good that's and great. um so what actually prompted that was because I am still in my office rewatch. Uh-huh. And um and like what I what I've been doing during this office rewatch is like when I get to an episode that I'm like, oh, I uh like this is one of my favorite episodes, or like I I wonder like what, you know, like what the process was like making this episode, then I'll find the Office Ladies podcast episode Fine. where they talk about that episode and listen to it. And I just happened to listen to an episode where they were talking to Michael Schur. And at that, at the time, this book had, his book had just come out. And so of course he was like plugging it. So I was like, oh, uh, I didn't know he had a book. I yeah. need to read that. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. Cool. I also... Um, I also just watched, uh, well, the finale just came out on Wednesday of the 
Willow series on Disney Plus. <gasps> yeah. It was so good. Sure. It was so good. I watched like the like all seven episodes on Sunday and then the finale came out Wednesday and I watched that. But yeah. Excellent. I've very been good to watch that too. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. I didn't know I might that do Michael Shore had a book. I might do a Once Upon a Time rewatch. Oh, That's what I'm yeah. kind of feeling now after Willow. Yeah. I'm like, ah, Once Upon a Time is calling to me. Yeah. Absolutely. That. Yeah. And also today, <laughs> um, I watched a video essay. Well, I didn't watch the whole thing because it's kind of long. But <laughs> I watched a video <laughs> essay about... Um, Stranger Things and Nostalgia, because that's one of the topics I want to discuss in yeah. this little series that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but you were you were about to talk about your uh, your experiences with, <laughs> with Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh, it seems like such a shame because that was such a nice segue. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, in my earlier life, I was always a sci-fi horror nerd, but I was too scared to watch any of them. And uh, Stranger Things came out at a time where, like, I still kind of felt that. So I kind of felt like I could Kind of still... like how, kind of like how Kirk was always a cat <laughs> person, but he just never had a cat. Exactly. So... <laughs> And then, like, through watching Stranger Things, I kind of, like, got over it. And then I started watching, like, actual sci-fi and horror from the time. But I kind of do think of Stranger Things as, like, my entry point to the world that I'd always wanted to be a part of, I guess. Because um, I think at the same time I started watch I started reading, like, Wheel of Time and other classic 80s not sci-fi or horror, but fantasy, but it it feels the same to me. The world of Wheel of Time feels very similar to D&D, &D, which is mm. kind of the whole world of the Upside Down and Stranger Things. So I think around this time I was like joining this fandom that I now feel fully a part of. Um, not so much the D&D &D fandom and not so much the Stranger Things fandom, but kind of the sci-fi horror fandom. So did you start watching it like when it first started? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you like, so like, have you watched every season like right when it's come out? Are you that kind of fan? I thought I would be. And then grad school part one happened and so I kind of uh -huh. lost the thread so then this summer I re I like watched the whole thing I rewatched seasons one and two and then I watched everything else um, okay yeah interesting yeah. but you you I have noticed about this about you that you don't like watching new things <laughs> <laughs> Pause for laughter. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. You're like, oh, it's new. Not watching it for at least two years. <laughs> but it's but friends though. It's not a hipster like pointed thing. It's mostly that I fall asleep through everything. It's mo like if you want to peek behind the curtain, it's really that I'm a grandmother and I fall asleep. Uh -huh. Like 
Oh, I did not realize that your cat had a child. <laughs> oh, did I not tell you? Yeah, Woody um, finally had kittens. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, but I fall asleep through everything. So, like, if I'm trying to watch something new, it takes, like, <laughs> months. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just slowly work your way through it. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to, like, rewind to the last place I remember. And it's just, it's a whole thing. But I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> So what did you what did you think of of the most recent season? You know, I really liked it. Um, I really liked the addition of Sadie Sink's character and Maya Hawke's characters in the last couple of seasons. I feel like they really rounded out the cast and kind of um, fleshed out the story. I also. Um, well, I'm always going to be bummed at spoilers, um, Hopper's passing. I'm always going to be just like, that didn't need to happen in my mind because Eleven was finally happy with Hopper and that I didn't think that that needed to happen. But um, I was happy with where the story went just in terms of like Maya Hawk and Steve um, and their kind of adventures together were really fun. I thought um, Brett Goldstein was really funny um, and kind of how his character got to grow and change. Yeah, I was happy with it, but I also, yeah. and also like I was sick of, of uh, what's his face. I can't think of his name. Finn Wolfhard, the, uh, hmm. I I was sick of the original group, right? Because it, it's kind of Mike. That's thank Mike, you, right? Yeah, yeah Mike. Yeah. I was kind of sick of that whole through line because I thought they were really fun to watch as eleven and twelve year olds, and then as soon as they got to like be whiny teenagers, I kind of lost the interest there. Um, so I was happy to see the world kind of expand. Um, yeah. What about you, my friend? How do you feel about this series? <laughs> well, I I will tell you, like, some of the names that, that you're saying, I was like, I don't know who that is. Because I have not seen anything after, like, the middle of season two. Sure. So sure, that's sure. when I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking, like, my frame of reference for the things that we're going to be talking about is mostly going to be from like season one cool um although i i do want to talk about the stranger things fandom on tiktok because <laughs> yeah that is a world that i that that like my part of tiktok is kind of adjacent to that and some of it like yeah my, my part of tiktok like i own part no like the the, the the sphere of tiktok that i spend time in yeah. kind of intersects with that a little bit and so i kind of was witness to um some interesting things that happened last summer um I will but say um yeah but i like as far as like my experience with stranger things i think i i didn't I think I watched it in, like, the fall of 2016. Like, it felt okay. like a very fall show to me. That first season is, like, I think takes place in autumn. And it yeah. just felt like something that you'd watch in, in fall. And, you know, I really liked the first season. Like, I felt like it came out at just the right time. It hit the zeitgeist in just the right place. Yeah. And it felt really tight and self-contained as yes. as a season of television. 
And then started watching season two when it came out, but was like, hmm, I'm not feeling this now. I think that they, uh, I think, you know, the showrunners and the writers really kind of, I don't know what happened exactly, but it just felt like they, it was already kind of overstaying its welcome, at least as far as like, I was yeah interested in it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, ha- I mean, like, I have seen criticisms, like, of people who, like, consider themselves fans of the show and still think that, like, it should have ended after season two or, you know, like, they're kind of, like, writing themselves into a corner now. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel completely, like, I feel somewhat validated by that because I kind of, like, saw that happening earlier and was like, yeah, okay, I'm done now. Um <laughs> And you know what? I I do definitely think that season one is the strongest. And I think a stronger landing would have even been to end after season one and just have that Mm -hmm. be it. Um, Because I I completely agree that like, that was when the storytelling was the tightest. And I Mm -hmm. think it turned into fan service and I was, you know, a fan who was supported by that. But (laughs) um, I don't think the writing ever gets better than season one. Yeah. I almost felt a little bit, even in season one, it felt like this, but especially in like the first part of season two that I watched, like it felt like it was like the eighties thing was kind of a gimmick. Like (laughs) they're like, Hey, look at this thing that's from the eighties. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that something Didn't like that happen in the 80s? Yeah. Remember? <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's kind of like, kind of like a more subtle version of like what ready player one does with the eighties sure. references. Sure, sure, <laughs> like it's not hitting you over the head with them, but it's, it's putting them in there for really for no reason. It's just like, mm, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the whole thing with, like, the 80s setting and kind of the nostalgia um, is, like, something that I definitely want to get into um, in another episode. This is just a an auxiliary thought but every time <laughs> that will's mother screams will i laugh um and winona so, rider <laughs> yeah and some there's also in another season oh i can't think of her name what is will's mother's name hold on this is relevant oh gosh um this joyce. is relevant joyce every in a i think season three or four hopper the 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 town like uh the the guy who goes on to be kind of eleven's dad father figure he says joyce in the same way that joyce says will and it makes me laugh every (laughs) single joyce it just like it it made me laugh every single time and i'm i'm to this day unsure if anyone on the production team also thought that was funny but i thought I just I find little moments like that are really funny. That I just needed you all to know that. So thank you. <laughs> I honestly like I feel like Winona Ryder is having the best time. Oh, absolutely <laughs> she is. And she looks amazing. Things. She's having so much fun. Um Yeah. She's having <laughs> so much love fun. That. She looks great. Her bangs love are that on for fire. her. 
Yeah, her bangs are on point. On point. <laughs> I love Winona Ryder. I um, do too. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. That's a um, whole other so, thing. <laughs> that's a whole other it. thing. <laughs> so, Erin, um, yes. you have now heard the the Chrissy Wake Up song. I have. Um, I sure. I sure have. <laughs> I I made sure of it. I made sure that you that yeah. you heard it for the context here because this this is relevant, I promise. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> So I think that something really interesting about Stranger Things is the fandom and uh-huh. like how the fandom ha- like people who are like really hardcore fans of the show and like how they uh, have been received by the general public (laughs) recently and it's so it's I think this is really interesting because like I don't think that I mean I'll get into more detail but just like kind of as an opening thought I don't think that like the really excited Stranger Things fans have done anything that's like any weirder than what fans of other of you know of other media do like look how Look how effing weird Star Wars fans are. You're going to tell me that these Stranger Things fans are weirder than some of the weirdo Star Wars fans? No. I say this as a Star Wars fan. So. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's a rant. So, Chrissy, no, wake up. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about the fandom on TikTok specifically because that, you know, has was was a really big thing last summer. I mean, all over social media, but I think on TikTok as like TikTok is kind of like the, you know, kind of like the the cool social media platform right now. So I sure. feel like that was kind of like where um where a lot of the stuff with this fandom was really kind of evolving. So the the Chrissy Wake Up remix song that I'm referring to. Um, hopefully I can just drop a clip it in right here so you can hear it, listeners. Aaron's heard it. I have. Chrissy, wake up! I don't like this! Chrissy, wake up! Hey, hello? Time to wake up, time to wake up. Can you hear me? Wake up, Chrissy! I don't like this! Chrissy, wake up! I have not seen the full context of the episode that this scene is in. Do you think, Erin, could you explain just yeah. briefly what's happening in that scene? Yeah. So in that scene, the the aforementioned Chrissy had been kind of the like high school popular girl uh, caricature. And she has sought out the guy in the video who I can't think of his name, um, but he is the dungeon master for the Hellfire Club. Is it Eddie? He, Eddie, thank you. I'm so bad with names. But yeah, he he's kind of the guy at the school who's kind of the the king of the misfits, you could say. Um He's like has... he's like uh Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club. Exactly. Right? And she is Is that a fair comparison? Uh, absolutely. And she is uh um, And she's Molly Ringwald. Ringwald. Yeah. Okay. And so it's very much her seeking him out and realizing that he's not quite so weird and he realizes that she's not quite so, you know, awful or 
vein or whatever. Um, and then he finds out that she's maybe been um, taken by by Vecna and by the Upside Down um, herself. And so you see her being um, kind of her body being piloted by creatures from the Upside Down. Mm, and that's why he's trying to get her to wake up. Yeah, so he's okay. kind of realizing this might be happening. And um, it's also it's also tying us to the fact that the Upside Down is very much a, like, a part, or could be very similar to the Dungeons & Dragons world because he is the Dungeon Master, so he would have seen this happening and known right away what it is. So clearly this this scene struck a chord with a lot of people because this remix was made. And I would just like I would like to note that um the the remix song on TikTok was made by the same guy who did the Double Rainbow remix <laughs> and who did the like remix song like theme song for unbreakable kimmy schmidt so this guy is like pop culture remix song royalty right um (laughs) um and on tiktok his handle is schmoyoho i think is how you would say it so just uh oh also on youtube i think that that's his name on youtube as well um so yeah um so he created this mix from that scene in Stranger Things and posted it, posted the video on TikTok, I think in like June. So, so the, um, that part of the season dropped in May of 2022. And I think he posted this like in June. Um, and then it really blew up in like, like, uh, I think like mid July is when it really took off. Um, so the original video has over 2 million likes. Oh, hey. And this audio, so for those who don't know, on TikTok, you can, like, repurpose the audio from someone else's video to create your own video. So this audio has been used to create over 37,000 videos. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes. And then this kind of ties together with... Um, so the character, Eddie, that you talked about, who's in that scene, um, I think, like, very quickly became a fan favorite. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so, like, there are, like, a lot of, like, cosplayers started popping up on TikTok who were cosplaying yeah. Eddie. And so this audio was, like, a very natural thing for them to use in their videos. And so that really, I think those two things really got tied together. Yeah. Um, that went into this, um, eventually, like, went into the reputation of Stranger Things fans being labeled as, quote-unquote, cringe. <laughs> sure. Especially on TikTok. It also became a meme. And it's official- it is officially a meme because it has a page on knowyourmeme.com. So oh, congratulations. Yeah, that's yes. big. So according to Know Your Meme, they date this, um, the idea that uh, that Stranger Things fans are quote unquote cringe. They date this idea <laughs> to, well, and specifically Eddie fans, I think. Is, okay. It, that's, that's an important point there. Um, so they date this to August 8th of 2022. When a fan named Naomi LaPointe posted videos of herself 
at <laughs> an Eddie Munson meetup at a oh. convention where she was also dressed as Eddie. And yeah. this video got like tons and tons of comments. Um, so it got like 1.2 million views. Wow. And it got tons of comments about people like just just being like, oh, this is so cringe and like, oh, and <laughs> like secondhand embarrassment. Like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> okay, guys. Um, right. And so then um, in this timeline uh, documented by Know Your Meme, um, on August 13th, <laughs> on August 13th, another TikToker posted a video of a crowd of Eddie Munson cosplayers dancing to the Chrissy Wake Up uh, remix song. Excellent. <laughs> and so so this video got over 2 million views and people were like reacting. They would like duet on TikTok. You can like duet a video and like film your reaction to it. So people were reacting to it and with just like disgusted looks on their faces. <laughs> um, they like just commenting about how it's, again, about how it's quote unquote cringe yeah. So, so I'm like, where is this reaction coming from? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Is it cringe because like Stranger Things is a very new thing and to be like, you should know the like, you should be a and d fan instead of being an Eddie Munson. Like, I'm not understanding. Yeah. And I think that's like a big thing that like. So there is a Rolling Stone article that actually came out about this that I think was kind of trying to get to the bottom of why, why are people finding this cringe? And uh, like, first of all, but also like, why do they care that much about what other people are doing with their time? Right. Sure. Anyway. um, So there's a Rolling Stone article that came out that quoted Naomi LaPointe, who was the, the first cosplayer that that was mentioned by Know Your Meme. Um, and so this art the Rolling Stone article quotes her as saying, a lot of the comments I got were about how, quote unquote, new fans were ruining the show, or how <laughs> cosplay is so cringe, as if fans of every kind of media haven't been cosplaying for decades. Right. Like, yes. That is yes. Right. That is absolutely true. So I think that it's really about, I think that like she kind of strikes a chord there, that it's new fans uh-huh. who are the ones who are really excited about this and who have really latched on to that character. And if there's one thing we know about media fandom, it hates new fans, right? It does. It really does. <laughs> it's very gatekeepy. And I think that maybe... Because Stranger Things is, like, you know, compared to, like, Star Wars, like I mentioned, or, like, Lord of the Rings, or even Harry Potter, Stranger Things is very new compared to all of those, Mm -hmm. like, as a media work. And so the fandom itself is still pretty new, pretty young. So it's, I think, maybe, like, this is the first time, or maybe... Like it's it's kind of just starting to get to the point where it actually has old fans versus new fans, if that makes sense. Right. So it's like the first time this sort of thing has happened. Right. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 
And it just happens to be happening, you know, on video, on TikTok, a right. platform with millions of users, right. which, you know, it that didn't happen with, you know, with, the, you know, those other fandoms that, that I mentioned. Although yeah. they do have their fair share of gatekeepers. Let's oh, be clear. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so in this uh, in this Rolling Stone article, um, I really loved uh, this point that it makes. Um, so it says, It is entirely unfathomable that the anti-Eddie Munson crowd is confused that a show all about outsiders and nerds could draw a large crowd of outsiders and nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, those urging Eddie Munson and Stranger Things super fans to go, quote, unalive themselves clearly consider this cringy content both unlikable and worthy of mockery. Wow. But the app, referring to TikTok, has been defined by its ability to cultivate and celebrate niche communities and their content, which, right. like it or not, means the Eddie Munson stands too. Yeah, so it's really like a lack of self-awareness of the people who are calling it cringe, right? Like right. it's <laughs> and like I hate to like play the the generation game, but <laughs> Gen Z. <laughs> right. A lot of people I love are Gen Z, but in general, that generation tends to find things cringe and eschews any kind of like genuineness or like authentic um <laughs> expression yeah. um and this is like not obviously like this isn't always true but like i think that's kind of a general sentiment sure. um because like there's a lot of millennials are cringe sentiment which right. you know is true <laughs> <laughs> Like we are, we're pretty cringe, but, sure. but, Absolutely. um, I think that, so like part of it is that Stranger Things is a new fandom in general, mm -hmm. but I think also part of it is that maybe this is, this is a fandom that hasn't yet had to come to terms with the fact that it's a fandom, like, <laughs> uh -huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it hasn't. It's been so accepted in mainstream, right. like almost from the outset, that they haven't really had to deal with that yet. Right. Does it, that make sense? It also, yeah. It also reminds me of that quote, we all become what we once hated, like mm. thinking about <laughs> other fandoms who once said, gosh, it's awful that people like make fun of me that I love this thing and I don't really want to talk about it in case I get made fun of because I love this thing and then they turn around and do it to the next it, it feels like a mm -hmm. rite of passage or like a, like some weird uh, yeah just aspect of like I guess step of the gatekeepy process or ascension <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and I also wanted to note that like a lot of, like many of the of like the the fans that are being labeled as cringe they're very young and okay. for many of them this is like this is the first fandom that they've ever been this involved with like it's the Aww. first time that they've been this excited um like i mean like i i'm conjecturing here like i'm not you know yeah. this is just based on my observations this is what i think is probably happening. Sure. Um, so like, it's the first time that these fans have really been excited and involved in media fandom. And so 
it really is like a just another form of fandom gatekeeping to kind of yeah. label them as like this is cringe or this is yeah Right. Um, <laughs> so it just has like a, a a closing thought here. Just imagine if the internet had been what it is now, like maybe five years or so into the Harry Potter fandom, right? Um, like, oh no, so many millennials. <laughs> I would have. I you know I would even venture to say Stranger Things is to Gen Z what Harry Potter is to millennials interesting do you think i'm i'm taken by how many of those videos i would have made if, <laughs> if harry or if if uh like tiktok had been around when harry potter first came out uh-huh. i would be of the cringiest <laughs> of the cringe i believe um, oh my goodness well i just cringed at my own possibility <laughs> for cringe there but you're not a harry potter nerd anymore are you see my seeds were shaped there, though, you know? Like, uh-huh, I feel like sure, I was yeah. planted there. Well, I mean, that's yeah. another fandom that has never had to deal with the fact that it's a nerd fandom, right? Because it's never really been that niche. It's always been pretty mainstream. For Especially when I was first discovering, when that was my very first, you know, community. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. and like who are we to deny anyone that no of course that completely shameless like love of something right like of course yeah i mean as far as i know the duffer brothers are not transphobic right so (laughs) so it's better much better Uh, And you know, that conversation about the Stranger Things fandom got me thinking about the D&D fandom, um, hmm. which has been in existence long, 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 long time. A long time. Like since at least the 80s, because... Yeah, at least. I think think maybe even the 70s. um, Yeah. And just how these same avenues have really supported the growth of D&D fandoms thinking specifically about shows like Critical Role and partners like Twitch, where it kind of feels like all of the dungeons in all of the world are connected <laughs> together by <laughs> by Twitch, and we can all support each other. And, you know, all the... I was... I was kind of thinking about it on my um, train ride home this afternoon, just about how like D&D players and D&D fandom has kind of grown up and gotten the means to support like further artists who are creating like like dice sets and game boards for mm. playing D&D in like that are beautifully handcrafted with like amazing wood and really gorgeously made and then those those materials are then bought by new players of the game who now watch critical role and are now <laughs> excited about the fandom in a new way and kind of how comic con has has grown and changed 
And just how, like, how much joy there is there. I think maybe the opposite of a cringe fandom would be the Critical Role (laughs) fandom. Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of cringe Critical Role fans. (laughs) Of course. Of course there are. But there's such, like, a... I don't know, like the dungeon master, Matt Mercer, I should, I should rewind again with the time travel, but, um, critical role. (laughs) That was the rewind. Thank you. Um, yeah, anytime. Critical role, like began as a birthday party, a private birthday party for one of the voice actors who plays every week. And all of the vo- all of his friends were also voice actors and they would all play together each week and it became it began as like this really low key video each week after a few rounds of just playing as a group and it's now grown to like it has three different seasons of a hundred plus episodes. Mm. Um and, and aren't all the have, episodes like four hours long? Yeah. If yeah. <laughs> if not longer and like See, you you often talk about like feeling intimidated about starting like a <laughs> you know like a TV show or or whatever like the I'm like that's like the ultimate like I feel intimidated about starting Critical Role because I know that there's a hundred episodes and they're all four hours long I'm like there's no way there's so I'm, much yeah. like no that's just not gonna happen I'm just not gonna do that. <laughs> You know what it's become for me? It's become kind of a constant companion. You know, it's kind of like... But like, how do you even, how do you even start it though? Knowing that that's like, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around just starting it. Like, it's not going to happen. I think you have to go in with no expectations at all. Kind of like... Yeah, I don't, like, I don't have expectations about the content. I'm just saying, like, my mind can't do that. And it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think I've also felt that way. But I like my crush on Laura Bailey keeps me going. Mm. Sure. <laughs> and like at the end of every episode, they they play a video of all of the fan art that's been made for them mm. um, and submitted and like. And there are, of course, some issues with that as well, like parasocial relationships forming and things like that. Um, mm, yeah. There's another cringy thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really hard, especially when it's like a Twitch stream where you really do feel like you can even chat to the people in real time. Like there, there are elements of that, but I just think it's just a very like nicely cultivated experience like sure uh, well and I also like I think that like it's kind of it's kind of weird because like you're just you're watching other people play a game that yeah. you could just play yourself that you could just be playing right? absolutely yeah and I I mean I guess it's kind of a similar idea to like people like people who watch like video game streams on twitch like yeah, i guess sure. it's kind of like that but which i also think is a little weird but that's fine um yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't know i just i think that's the other piece of it that i'm just like what well, i don't i don't know <laughs> well, like, i mean like if you if this is like what you love to watch like i'm not saying that like you're wrong or anything i'm just saying these are my reasons why i like i'm not 
don't think I'm going to get into this. <laughs> and I can add that as someone who does both of those things, I don't get it either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the closest I can get is like it's it's kind of like an ASMR video kind of because hmm. it's it's kind of like being social and present without actually having to be social and present, <laughs> which suits my needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird it's a really weird thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like. Like one of the character, one of the uh, players in it was the youngest daughter in Growing Pains, Ashley mm. Johnston. Like, it's just a fun time. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Or maybe it's, maybe it's that it's accessible to people who don't have like a a Dungeons and Dragons game. Like, or if you feel like intimidated by actually playing with other people you can watch this to kind of get the lingo down and then you can go play your own I don't know but I again as someone who does watch that and also watches people play video games (laughs) I don't get it either but it's so comfy and cozy to me I don't I don't know (laughs) yeah I mean you don't have like You don't have to explain it. Like, (laughs) you don't have to justify the things that you like unless, you know, there's, like, something morally reprehensible going on. But. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. sure. But, yeah, I think that, like, we all kind of, we all probably kind of have something like that. That, like, can't really explain it, but it's it's just, it's it's our comfort thing. I don't know why this works for me, but it does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if, like, oh, do you think, I bet there is, do you think there's, like, a a tabletop game or, like, role-playing game for Stranger Things? Oh, probably, (laughs) right? Like, based on Stranger Things? (laughs) Well, I did see that they had made Magic the Gathering cards in the Stranger Things world. Which, again, showcased what you were talking about earlier, the backlash that that got. Mm -hmm. Uh mtg fans were kind of like what is what we have our thing we have our Uh whole thing yeah this has been going on for a million years our lore is better than yours what (laughs) (laughs) why is this why is this i just Um, think it would be funny if there was a role-playing game like in the stranger things world and you could have your characters (laughs) play D &D within the role-playing like a game within a game right Right. Like an inception of like yes, like gameception. I would bet you there probably is. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, if there's a Jane Austen themed <laughs> RPG that I have played myself, yes, I am that big of a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> I played it over Discord. Um, Lovely. I, I miss I love doing that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should get back to it. You should get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's something. Um, so, in summation, yeah, we're big old nerds. Hi, hello, and yes. <laughs> and you know, there's different kinds of nerds. So, if you're a nerd, don't be judgy to the other kinds of nerds. No, that's, the, <laughs> that's my takeaway. Just both mutually be nerds. <laughs> Just be. Just revel in your mutual nerdiness. 
That's... Just en- enjoy the things that you <laughs> The enjoy. nerd in me acknowledges the nerd <laughs> in you. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, we should probably wrap up before we start having more technical difficulties. Yeah, probably. That's... <laughs> yeah. My powers got like blinked off like twice now, so I'm oh, a little geez. nervous. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's storming here, yeah. y'all. Storming Norman. Um, storming Norman. Well, thanks <laughs> for this fun discussion. Oh, should we do just like a really a really brief peek at the other topics? Sure. We want to talk sure. about before yeah. we wrap up. Okay. So I'm going to talk about, I already alluded to, I'm going to talk about like the politics of nostalgia specifically and also kind of like the dangers of nostalgia and getting too, too in the weeds on that. Um, And then, of course, we also have to talk about cinematic and literary inspirations and references, which I will also be getting into. What are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about kind of the origins of all the D&D mythology and lore Ooh. and kind of where they take from. And then I'm also going to talk about monsters. The monsters. <laughs> and then I'm also going to do like a deep explanation of like L's powers and kind of where power and magic come from and how it got to Hawkins, Indiana. Sounds good. We're excited. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. we already took our quiz. Uh-huh. But we're not going to tell you who we are no. yet. You have yeah, to come yeah. back and find yeah. out later. Okay. Ha-ha. Yes. So join us. It's it'll. I'll probably talk about how mediocre I think the show is some more. And, Excellent. <laughs> and, I'll and just it'll be, be o- fun. I'll just be over here with my monsters. That's really what I'm in it for. Is the monsters. The monsters... Yeah, just always the monsters. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, So, Erin, I'm going to need to tell you about a subgenre of romance. Monster romance. Where the heroine, usually the heroine, but not always, um, falls in love with a monster. So, I'm just... Ooh. That out there. Okay, so do they that's, do the monster mash? They do the monster ma- the monster smash. Mm. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're gonna try to do something on Instagram. I don't know. It'll yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. We'll try to yeah. figure it out. No promises. Um, yeah, come back next week. Yeah, thanks, friends. Be nice okay. to a nerd yes. fandom that isn't Be your nice. Own. Be nice to nerds that are a different kind of nerd than you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye.